Hi, Zita. Hi, Elena. Aloha, Elena. Aloha. (laughs) This is such an amazing opportunity because we are here in Iolani Palace, and no one else is here. It's just us. That's right. Here before we open. Yeah. Tell me a little bit about um, the beginning of Iolani Palace. How did this glorious monument come to be here? Kalakaua became king in 1874 and decided the original palace, which was then around 30 years old, was a little old and a little small for the kind of entertaining he wanted to do. He spent a lot of his reign networking, so he told his brother-in-law fix it up. Governor Cleghorn, while Kalakaua was on a trip to the United States, tore it down. So when Kalakaua got home, he had to get money from the Legislative Assembly to build this palace and his intent was to show the world how modern Hawaii was. So a lot of European influence here and a lot of things he purchased or was given throughout his reign mm-hmm. from monarchs, heads of state, and visitors. Tell stuff he bought. Mm-hmm. The things that he acquired from his travels, right? Yes, in some instances, yeah. And tell me more about what the palace had before other uh, landmarks and monuments. Iolani Palace had electric lights four years before the White House. They had telephones. Five years after Alexander Graham Bell got the patent and hot and cold running water. Now sometimes we like to think this palace was special because of how early he had hot and cold running water. But Kamehameha the fourth installed a flush toilet connected to a cesspool 17 years before this palace was built. And that was one of many in the city of Honolulu. So Honolulu was a very modern, up-to-date city. Unreal. (laughs) And you know, for as long as I can remember, you've been here and a wonderful docent and full of knowledge. What's your history? And, And as the expert, how did you come to be here? I've always liked history and not dates and not political history or not economic history, but people history. What they did, who they were, who they interacted with. And I'm also really intrigued with architecture. Not the engineering part, but how spaces are used. Mm. So who used what room? How did they get from room to room? What were they doing with those (laughs) rooms? So when um, Iolani Fallis, the friends, were recruiting through the Hawaiian Mm -hmm. Civic Clubs, I signed up Mm. and was in the first docent class in 1977. The first ever docent class? Not really, because there was a pilot class in 1975. They were our mentors, or the alaka'i, for our kumu. So they taught us how to do the grounds tours, which we did after the band concerts. So you could have six, you could have 26 on your tour of the grounds. Mm. And then we were trained to do the interior tours and I was part of the group of 30-something that opened the palace in 1978, so 40 years ago. We've been open to the public. Oh my gosh, are there any other docents from your class? Jean Rolls is my docent, (laughs) is my classmate. She usually does tours just on Kamaina Sunday. Oh my gosh, that's beautiful. Um, With so many years, you know, the span of, of your tenure here, I'm sure you have a lot of great stories. What is one that's most memorable to you or that uplifts you? All of our visitors. 
And it's hard to, oh, I know which one. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I did a tour for a bunch of Boy Scouts from Maui, and they were middle school age. And a lot of times we're really a little bit hesitant about middle school age visitors because we're not sure how interested they're going to be. And they, they were from Maui, so they were on Oahu visiting. And every time I walked into a room and turned around, because we lead them with them following behind us, they were almost standing on my feet. They were really interested. They asked wonderful questions. Where did the king keep his canoe and surfboard? Did the chandeliers fall down if we have an earthquake in the throne room? So they were a wonderful group and really motivates me sometimes to remember to share with everybody as if they were all interested visitors. Mm -hmm. Even though they might not be showing it, they all have something that they're getting out of the tour. Mm -hmm. Have you ever had um, someone that you guys had shut down the palace for and given them a private tour, like a dignitary or some kind of I personally have not, not mm -hmm. when the palace has been shut down, but I have given tours to dignitaries. Decades ago, I gave a tour to a, um, he was the, I can't remember his exact title, but he was with the Greek Orthodox Church. He was visiting Hawaii mm. from Europe. Yeah. And he is on Taraj, we're in full regalia, and <laughs> asking a lot of really great questions. <laughs> but still, my favorites are the like the Boy Scouts, mm. the local kids. Oh. What about, do you have a favorite room? My favorite room is the dining room because that's where Kawaka was entertaining. And that's where he had a lot of guests from all over the globe connect with local residents so they could network. Um, Kawakawa passed the bar in 1869 and he had at least four judges that were guests. In one instance, his guest was the future dean of Yale Law School, <gasps> Professor Whelan. And just so happens Professor Wayland had done his undergraduate work with a Hawaii resident who the month Professor Wayland was visiting was the Chief Justice of the Hawaii Supreme Court. So they were both at the same table with Kalakaua enjoying breakfast. Unreal. <laughs> that, that's the kind of stuff I like. Yeah. Why were they here? Who were they, who were they connected to? Have you seen any visitors? that used to live here? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I have not. <laughs> like you haven't seen the Hukulani walk no, by or anything? No, okay. no. Just checking. But the docent corps definitely has felt a presence in some of the rooms. And many times they feel very welcome and very embraced, me included, Aww. by former residents. It's like this is where we're supposed to be. These are the stories we're supposed to be telling. So maybe when yeah. people come to visit, um, what will they expect that they can utilize that will guide them on their We tour? have docent-led tours Tuesday through Saturday in the mornings. We have audio tours, which are self-guided audio tours on Mondays and in the afternoons. Our self-guided audio tours are in a wide variety of languages, Hawaiian and English, the two official languages of the state of Hawaii, Japanese, Mandarin, Korean, French, German, and Spanish. Wow, amazing. Yeah, I mean, we outreach to a lot of different ethnic groups. That's phenomenal. And then we're going to try your new mobile app. <laughs> and then, um, are you guys going to have like a night tours in? Mm -hmm. Yes. December. 
Okay. Yeah. All right. So, <laughs> to, so um, I do this thing where when we eat, we like cheers or we like high five. Yeah. So maybe we'll like hug and high five, okay. and then I'll say, "Oh, tell people about your hours and special events." Thank you so much, Zita. It's great to see you again, and you're always such a pleasure and wealth of knowledge. Thank you <laughs> so, for coming. Yeah, Mahalo for coming. Mahalo for coming. Yeah. All right, yeah. so tell us a little bit more, lastly, about any special events coming up and how people can get more information. Our website has a wealth of information about our, all of our tours. It also has a wealth of information about special events as they come up. Um, Hawaii Ponawe Coalition has a celebration to honor Queen Lidi Okalani. It's on her actual birthday this year. It's the Sunday before Labor Day normally, and this year it just happens to be September 2nd, which is her birthday. And this is a, a birthday divisible by five, mm. uh, so 180th birthday this year. And we do participate in Children and Youth Day. Both those days, we open the palace for walk-through, first floor, and basement tours. So you don't get to go upstairs to the private living quarters of the royal family. To do that, you need to come back on Kama'aina Sunday. We also just established in July a Kama'aina and military rate mm. for ticket prices. Oh, I saw both that online. For our docent-led tours and for our audio tours. And then in Christmas, Christmas time, the favorite event for a lot of us it's evening tours. We have entertainment outside. We have students from the Mavis Orvis Opera Studio singing snippets from 19th century opera. Not the entire song, You're but so excited. portions <laughs> of the opera, yeah. Those are wonderful, wonderful students and with wonderful voices. Entertainment of, I'm not sure what they're planning this year, in the throne room and upstairs in the hallway. And I believe we're also having someone this year in the gold room and people walk up the steps, which is something we had not been able to do on a regular basis. But in early July, we started our docent-led tours, walk up the steps now. Come down in the elevator, but we walk up the steps. All right, thank you.